0: Are you alone or are a groupie, and you enjoy your run back like to take it easy. You're sure enough like a gun, whatever your ability is, it's a place for peace. So welcome to the world of public bronc community. If you're 17, 20, from pushing any two. Come along, join us. This is the place for you. Welcome to the world of public bronc community. Welcome to the
1: world of public bronc community. Well, talk about. Putting it close to the line, Matthew Taylor.
2: <coughs> yes, very close this week. Jeez. What
1: what, what time does uh, the podcast get released? Is it one a.m.
2: on a Thursday
1: yeah. morning? What yeah. time is it now, Matt?
2: It's uh, six minutes past nine p.m. On, on a Wednesday. Wednesday. On Wednesday evening.
1: <laughs> oh, we are not well prepared at all, are we? We've um, been extremely busy we have been extremely busy and we'll talk all about that in just a moment um i'm still a little bit because i'm trying to remember what episode we are on 11 it's 11 isn't it 11 ladies and gentlemen welcome to series 8 episode 11 the what the
2: fuck podcast my name is rob and i'm matthew I'm, sure, I'm matthew but what i was going to say is i'm sure it's not episode 13 no it's
3: episode 11
2: are you sure it's not 13 No, it's 11. <laughs> You're not playing, are you? No. <laughs> more, more to come on that, I'm sure. You're such a bastard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why don't you tell everyone what's on the show today, Matthew?
2: <laughs> uh, obviously, we're going to do the usual stuff, but starting off with how's your weekend, not how's your week, because uh, we've a, had a, a like family affair down there at Alton Towers, uh, we've got an awesome chat with Mike Seaman, uh, the CEO of Raccoon Events and the guy behind the national running show. Uh, Part run chats are back again with Ben and Emma as they travel to Wales to visit Fartleck family alike. Uh, to visit family and Fartleck family alike. I, I, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here. Oh, uh, you were doing really well. Did you prepare no. something this week and everything? That sounded really professional.
1: Oh, never mind. Shame, shame you messed it up like you always do. Carry yeah. on.
2: Uh, and then on to what I'm guessing will be a fart-like family-themed roll call. Uh, Alliteration, I love it. I changed the th into a f.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. It, what, what, what one could say, it was absolutely horrendous uh, use of the Queen's English. King's English now, sorry. Ooh, mm. that was a, that's going to be a weird one to change, yeah. isn't it? The King's English, but I thought it worked, so well done. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the thank yous at
2: the end. Oh, thank you. Uh, nice one. Uh, I've lost my voice a little bit, Matt. I wonder why that is. Why? Why? Why could you have lost your voice, Rob? It's been so much fun. Had <laughs> yeah, too much fun. Um, <laughs> where do we start? How do How do we dissect this?
1: I I think I'd like to just start by saying thank you to yeah everyone. Yes. Um, and and we've uh, as as normally is the case because uh in case you didn't realise this guys when it comes to late recording Matt is usually the drama um we have recorded all of the segments already so we've already talked i've already done in the thank yous a bit of a thank you to everybody but i think maybe bookending the show with with one at either end is is a really relevant place to start because we said on last week's podcast that um these community events the podcast in general the the fartlek family it wouldn't exist without um people like you listening now coming to the events whether whether you come to the events whether you um, listen from afar whether you share little bits on stories whether you message us privately just to say I enjoyed this podcast this episode um, whether you just reach out privately to, to a Fartlet family member and, and have a chat with them and it helps a little bit it doesn't really matter you don't have to be you know coming to every single one of these meetups and, and singing loud and proud just thank you for, for for making this possible because we had so much fun and mm. it, we're gonna we're gonna dive into Alton Towers in probably quite a lot of detail um over the next 10-15 minutes or so but yeah i just i just think thank you it was it was great it went it went really well i really enjoyed myself Mm. um all the hard work kind of paid off a little bit and gave me a, a huge bit of motivation to um to crack on with 2023 community event challenge in which which we'll get on so probably as, as a part of this conversation yeah. but yeah I felt yeah it was it was it was good fun wasn't it it was just a it was. You,
2: you say you say it went well but it didn't start off all the best is it <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah. i i i know how to disappoint you don't I, rough you just a knobhead and <laughs> It's just it's <laughs> what, what you've got to you've got to realize is I don't know if people have realized this already, but Rob's quite anal with uh, with things and wants to be on time for things and wants to be prepared and be the first person there and and you know put, set a good example for the podcast and all that sort of good stuff. And uh, this tiny idiot puts a stop to all that. <laughs>
1: you just you just you foil my plans at every it's like it's like i have to factor into my organizing the fact that you're inevitably going to disappoint me and screw up um so the context of this is and this isn't just like Matt is right i am anal but i like to think that me being anal and hyper organized and a little bit intense at times is kind of what gets all this shit done so um so we knew from last year that there is one car park that is close to the entrance of Holland Towers and they open to the public. If you get into that car park, then your life is made infinitely easier than everyone else's. <laughs> because particularly we were taking our brand new What The Fart Like banner, we were taking our brand new What The Fart Like photo sign, we had lots of stuff with us, we wanted to get to the meeting point which was next to the entrance as early as possible so that anybody new might not show up and feel out of place or be be apprehensive or anxious about meeting people that we'd be there to get an arm round them metaphorically um as much as physically and 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 you know you know get them involved. So we decided we weren't staying over on Friday night because we only live an hour or so away. JP came and stayed over at the house the night before matt decided that he didn't want to drive so he wanted the carpool decided this the night before by the way which did nothing for my anxiety but we we dealt with it so all all i said so we, we mapped i mapped it on google maps and i worked out that if we got there before seven thirty, the chances are we would be able to get into the first car park and everything would be fine mm-hmm. That plan was contingent on Matt getting to my house at 6am. What yeah. time did you get to my house, Matt?
2: Uh, it was about quarter past six. It was 25 past six. It wasn't. It would have been quarter past, but Donna forgot her phone, so I'm Donna. It, it, it doesn't make it better. She's just an
1: accomplice in your cockfuckery. <laughs> um, so, yes. So... And the worst you, part is, course,
2: yeah. No, go on. I think you're going to tell what I was about to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the the end of the, the end of the well, what you think is the end of the story is that so we we pulled up and we got there about twenty to eight. People had already got there from the family, so I wasn't there to see them. That upset me a little bit. um We were parked in the car park closest to the monorail, which is right on the edge of the bloody site. The monorail so you, wasn't you just, running. I no, yeah. was going to say, so you just jump on the monorail, wouldn't you? Uh, you would just jump on the monorail. The monorail was fucking going. It wasn't. <laughs> so uh, we had to haul um, stuff up the hill.
2: Um, but you weren't part of that hauling experience, were you, Matt? No. Well, what it were? You, you guys set off before. I ju- I decided to jump into JP's car. Because mm. um, you, you guys filled up for fuel and stuff And I jumped into JP's car to give us a bit more room you, mm. you set off before us And we managed to get there to Alton Towers Before you guys, so I don't know what happened And uh... well, J- well what happened is JP thinks he's Vin Diesel
1: <laughs> um, and, uh, and drives like he stole it And mm. what car park did you two idiots get into?
2: Uh, we were about 100 yards from entrance <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just made me so angry what made it worse is I would just stood there with a nice little smug face and you just trudged a mile and a half from Coppola. I've never wanted to punch you in the
1: face. The moustache made it worse. The moustache made it like... <laughs> anyway, that's how, the, that's, that's how the day started. Um, but, but it soon picked up from there, didn't it, mate? The Saturday yeah, yeah. was... a. Wonderful experience. We probably, probably more people there on the Saturday, I'd say. Yeah. Um, people who maybe done the half marathon the year before. and really, that's what an absolutely <laughs> brutal course it is. Um, take a moment, maybe just to talk about our own running experience. We ran together, didn't we, along with JP?
2: Yeah, The yeah, ten k, we, uh, we we pushed it a little bit. Um, you wanted to uh, to try and try and push yourself. Um, I think you you didn't quite get what you wanted but we're about a second you wanted under 47 weren't it you got 47 in, flat.
1: no no it, yeah in my head in my head <laughs> i wanted to go between I, I thought 45 to 47 i'd be really happy mm. with and that was probably me thinking because my, my, my pb for the year my best for the year is 46 and a half ish mm. and um that was on a really flat course yes and um this is not 495 feet of elevation yeah. in a 10K. So
2: you smashed it. Um, I'd say you smashed it, mate, especially the, the course and the, the hills and the climbs. On a flat, of course, you're, you're not that uh, this year's PB out of the park, I reckon. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. It did give me a little bit of confidence. It's just constant yeah. up and down, Alton Towers, isn't it? And, it is. and there's there's no there's no flat to get into a groove. You just yes, mm-hmm. you, you get you get it back on the down, but you, you're getting it back knowing that you're going straight back into another up. Yes. And um, it was it was it was tough going. And I think even even JP, who's who's a much stronger <laughs> runner than me, I think he, he got a bit jelly legged in the last couple of kilometres just from how. Yeah. Hard it was pushing. I mean you are right, little mountain goat, but um it was tough going, so yeah, forty seven flat I was I had no issues with at all, although I had secretly wanted sub forty seven, um only to see that I came in at forty seven zero zero, JP came in at forty seven zero zero, Matt came in at forty six fifty
2: nine. Um I didn't mean to do it, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: You love running off at the end. Um, <laughs> running off at the end for a second. It's, it's like, it's like Parkrun, is it? You stay within arm's reach of your adult at all times until you get to the finishing stretch and then you can sprint off. <laughs> can I go now, Dad? <laughs> uh, but, but it was good. It was good. And yeah, um, cool. of course, make a wish we running up. Well, me and JP ran our make wish vests and uh, got got a little bit of awareness out for the the running we're doing. And then and then everyone did amazing, didn't they? There was some incredible running. Um, mm-hmm. You had Kathy who hasn't run in a long time. Ended up yeah. strapping an ice pack to herself um, halfway round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got round and smashed it and finished it. Amazing! Just lo- loads of people. Doug ran an absolutely awesome time. Pete Marshall ran a really quick time. We had Jackie Boy finishing the top twenty. Um, mm. Jordan finishing not far behind him. Mm. Um, uh, we, you know, some people going out running together.
2: Uh, Lane and Nick. Um, yes, Karen.
1: Karen, yeah, just amazing. Julie, Julie, Julie B. Just Ooh. everyone did so well. Um, uh, it was great, wasn't it? And then, and then of course the the rides happened afterwards, which was yeah. awesome, awesome <clears throat> on the Saturday. Um,
2: I, think, I think, I think, and everybody after the finish as well, straight up to the to the cheer squad and, and just showing the support for everybody running past anybody in a turquoise t- top, anybody that they they recognised. Even got people shouting out, telling us, oh, I've got a friend coming round. Uh, yeah, make sure cheer them, all that good stuff, and it was just yeah, amazing to see biggest i've ever seen the Fort like family uh, cheer squad uh yeah. along may it continue yeah, agreed, mate, and having the banner and stuff just made it, yeah. thanks to
1: run through as well for letting us do that, put our banner up you know we don't we don't pay run through anything there's no sponsorship arrangement, they're just good dudes that let us. I mean, I mean, I know me and Sammy work for them, but you know, it's only a casual agreement, and they don't have to do that, and they do, and they help us with discount codes, and they give us prizes for giveaways, and they're they they're really good people. Run through. I'm so glad the event went so well for them, um, and they got some great feedback, not just from us, but from the wider running community as well, because it's a boss boss weekend in it, and um, yeah. and and they did really really well. Um,
2: split mm-hmm. into a couple of groups, didn't we? Yes, um, yes. I think I think with, with the the trouble is with these big groups when we get a big gathering. There, there's always people that want to do other things, which is fine. There's nothing nothing wrong with that, and people just kind of split up into different. I think there were about two two or three different groups that went started going round. Yeah, um, and it was great to see them getting involved and and just becoming closer as, as a as a smaller group, if you like.
1: Yeah, some great pictures as well. I think yeah. there's. The, the 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 other group the, not our group um, a lot of the team witness guys and I think Wayne was there and Jordan and Rach and um, there's a brilliant Oblivion picture where I think every single face is priceless on it just to, I think Doug took it as they were coming over the edge it wasn't the uh, official photo I think Doug took it and zoomed in on it and um, yeah they all look like they're not having a lot of a lot of fun as as as
2: Oblivion tips over the edge
1: but no it was great wasn't it went on some good what's your favourite ride Mark?
2: Um, it's the first time I've been on Smiler so I quite quite enjoyed that mm. um, it's intense Smiler isn't it yeah I think with Nemesis not being open anymore I think it was, it was it'd have to be Smiler if if it were Nemesis but still open it'd have been that one yeah everyone says Nemesis enjoyed, by uh, default I quite enjoyed 13 as well that was a good ride I enjoyed will that one p- were you pissed off <laughs> <laughs> naughty naughty have I got <laughs> <laughs>
1: Am I, I get, am I gonna get? I just just tell me now. Am I getting through this podcast episode about having to tell this story?
2: Nope, nope, nope. Can we just
1: start <laughs> yeah. it? Or? Yeah, go on. Yeah, you start it. I tell you what. You tell it from your point
2: of view, and I'll chip in
1: where you're wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, what it were? Rob were a Marty bastard, and he wouldn't let him on right, So, <laughs> 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 could you imagine? Yeah, no. You look far too grumpy to come on this. <laughs> not
1: not for the likes of <laughs> you, sir.
2: Uh yeah we we, we, we we started queuing up and walking down the trails as you do for the um for the rides and it's normally twisty turnies sort of bloody through all these gates and barriers. Can and I just shape- stop
1: can I just can I just stop you for a second? Queuing it, it, it implies that there were people in front of us to queue behind. Let me just, <laughs> can I just point that out now. There was nobody in front of us. We weren't
2: queuing, <laughs> we were just walking to the ride. Continue. <laughs> And um, We got to this point, this intersection in the uh, in the trail to get to the ride, uh, and Rob went right, and everyone seemed to go left, and some other people went right, and going right was the wrong way, um, and Rob proceeded to turn around. He got halfway down this trail, decided he didn't want to walk all the way back, and started climbing a fence, um, to which Jack Penfold scaled it and jumped straight over it, and to which. <laughs> Rob's wife, Sammy, (laughs) jumped over and scaled it instantly, (laughs) and Rob was just suspended between
1: (laughs) I do not have the athletic prowess to scale a fence in the way that in my brain I thought I was going to be able to can can I just point out at this at this stage the reason I went the wrong way is because they left a gate open so they have overflow gates in these queues that they can open and close to make the queue not spill out into the main course into the main concourse if they need to (laughs) they'd left a gate open for no reason I went down the gate, as did Jack and Sammy, we got stuck, we came back, and instead of walking all the way back round, we admittedly shouldn't have done this, but we jumped a fence. <laughs> they jumped a fence, I, I don't yeah. even know what <laughs> to <laughs> describe what I did. I, I, I got stuck on top of a fence for five minutes.
2: <laughs> At this point, you're still like full straddling this fence. Uh, trying to get over it. And (laughs) over the tonneau comes this voice saying, uh, stop climbing the fence, stop queue jumping. Uh, Please get down, walk around, otherwise you're not going on the ride. (laughs) In my defence, in my defence, one, I didn't hear it. And two, I couldn't have got
1: back down if I wanted to. I was beyond the point of no return. I was fully crotched on top of this fence. There was no, the way back down was just as complex as the way back over. Anyway... (laughs)
2: I'm fine about anyway, it. Anyway, anyway, I think they, they, they give you a second warning, and you ended up climbing over the fence and, and getting down <laughs> quite graceful. They it weren't graceful, were it was horrible. It was awful. I ripped my jeans uh, as well. Walking. I ripped my shorts. <laughs> we walked to the start of the uh, start of the ride and like Rob said, there was no queue in. We were straight in it, straight down the steps to the uh, to the entrance and it's uh, this, like, spotty-faced, long-haired team came over and uh, to the phone because it must have been ringing, and the guy in the box must have been calling him to say, that guy there with the beanie hat and the, uh, and the red maroon jacket, <laughs> and he's and the and the, the show. <laughs> so just, the, the guy came over to Robin and explained this to and I, I were probably about 10 people back, <clears throat> and I couldn't really hear what was going off, uh, and I just saw Rob kicking off and then, JP started uh, getting involved and then <laughs> Robert just stood at the side of the ride waiting to walk through and walk straight off the other side, <laughs> sulking. never been more embarrassed in my life. Has that picture been shared on social yet? <laughs> I don't I don't know, but I'm sure it will
1: be. I, re- I remember just thinking of myself, I'm a 36-year-old man, what, how have I got myself into this situation? <laughs> and then thinking to myself, why are Sammy and Jack allowed on the ride? <laughs> <laughs> He's 15. Uh, she's 15. He can't <laughs>
4: even grow a moustache.
2: Uh, it, it was where you walked off. After, after the gates open. Like, you like you walked over the roller coaster onto the other side. <laughs> you used to get told off as a kid, you used to walk upstairs flagging your parents off. <laughs>
1: That's yeah, what, yeah, did. Yeah, I was, was effing and jeffing. <laughs> the, the, issue, the issue I had was the bloke wouldn't get out the box to come and talk to me. I felt like I had a very good explanation for why I had done this. And also, queue jumping. There was no cue, And secondly, it took me that fucking long to get over it. About 20 people walked past me. So, I don't, if anything, I was reverse cue jumping. I was oh queue descaling. Um. God but yeah and then I had, to, I had to walk out and then there was a moment we went from um if you know the layout of Alton Towers we went from 13 to um Rita <laughs> yeah. and um and everyone was giving me grief and saying oh they're going to kick you out the park oh and I'm thinking to myself they must have like an intercom system between the rides and we went and we sat and we got on Rita and I'm thinking oh god don't kick me out the park don't kick me out the park. I work for this running company and um and and just as the ride I don't know if you remember this just as yes, the I ride do. was about to start you heard from from the box over the intercom, over the tannoy the bloke went, let, Steve, let's call him Steve his name wasn't Steve, he went Steve can you come to the box please and I was like oh no <laughs> and I'm sat there strapped into Rita and I'm like I'm going to get kicked out of this theme park <laughs> and, uh, and then and they just went and I was like see ya <laughs> <laughs> bye Steve by Steve. Fuck you Steve. <laughs> yeah you'll never catch me Steve 30 seconds later. I was back at the start <laughs> with Steve wasn't I um but no yeah I wasn't kicked out fortunately um I regret my actions. so I'd like to go on record as to say uh-huh. I shouldn't have climbed that fence but no. also that bloke in the box is a knobhead <laughs> um oh, it brilliant. wasn't great was it it wasn't great um <clears throat> so that was saturday
2: yeah, um, and drinky poos.
1: Drinky poos happened, didn't it? Well, drinky poos happened for you. Mm-hmm. I was I was quite sensible because because um, what happened then, Matt? Because our plan was we were going to have some drinky poos, we were going to have some merriment, we mm. were going to go in on Sunday and spectate and watch some people run the half marathon. Okay, uh, we had, yeah, we, we were ready to go, weren't we?
2: Yeah, ready to have a few beers, and well, I still had a few beers, so. Uh, and then uh, it got brought to my attention that I'll be running the uh, half mar- marathon. Uh, because people started chipping in bloody money for me to run a half marathon. Yeah. Just 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 to point out,
1: this is this, this I mean this this segment is not covering me in glory um in terms of the my awful personality traits. I'm anal. I um <laughs> I, I, I I defy authority and um I, I've got an and e- now you're about to find out my ego is absolutely fucking enormous. <laughs> um so what happened was I'd so okay so i'll let you in on a bit of a secret before we'd got before you got to the pub Mm. i i had pretty much been told that there was at least a hundred quid on the table to make you run the heart marathon what it was all it was all a clever ruse so wow. I just I just had to make out like I was coming up with the idea on the spot and I already had about eight people lined up to say I'm going to chip a tenner in.
2: <laughs> you twat. <laughs> you
1: absolute bastard. <laughs> um, and, then, and, then, and then I think I, I was playing both sides. So I think me and you had secretly kind of talked about it as well. Like, what actually is the number you'd need, Matt? And I was trying to like marry the two up. Anyway, here's what happened. I then got really, really cocksure about myself, as I have a tendency to do, because I'm a bit of a dick. So when I knew that you were going to have to run the race, knowing that you were going to do it and we're going to raise this money for charity, I really, really went in and was like, You're going to have to do this. It's going to be horrible. It's a thousand feet of elevation, blah, blah, blah. You're doing it for charity, Matt. You're doing it for the kids. If you don't Mm. do it, then you've got a problem with kids with critical illnesses. (laughs) Like I was was really, really quite mean about it. And here's the thing, genuinely, hand on heart, I can say that at no point in that entire planning of, of doing it, organizing it, talking about it, making fun of you for it Mm. no point in probably about a three hour period that process took did i at any stage think this might come back and bite me on the ass (laughs) like like my ego is so big that it at no point was
2: thinking that oh this could this could turn on me couldn't it yeah I, I, to be honest, I, I never even thought to, to say, well, what about this? What about him? Why can't he be running? No, no, that, that's, that's just a dynamic of our relationship. I, I, <laughs> I've, I've just broken you that much that
1: you're just like, yes, sir, okay. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but it didn't happen, did it? Somebody, mm. somebody piped up. I can't remember who it was, Cathy or Karen mm. or Nick or one of those bastards. Mm. And they were like... Um, How much for Rob to do it as well? (laughs) And as soon as he said that, no matter what they'd have raised, I reckon you've got no choice, have you then? No, no, you're right. I knew it. It was like, even if a tenner went in the pot, (laughs) I had to do it at that point because I'd given you so much grief about it. So much grief. Yeah. And, um... Um, but, but, it wasn't just a tenant that went in the pot, um, four hundred and ten pa- twenty pounds, actually, because mm. Lindsay donated afterwards four hundred and twenty pounds raised for make a wish to see two idiots have
2: in the horrible
0: theater. an hour.
1: Horrible time, and then we got we got up in the morning. it was raining. <laughs> <sighs> I felt great, I felt <laughs> great. You only brought one set of running gear, so you were in the same stuff you were wearing the day before. (laughs) no I had another shirt, but I wanted to all to look. Yes, sorry, no, you did. You Mm. wanted us to both have our our what the fart like tops on, didn't you? And um, I I, there was was no vegan food at the pub the night before, so I ate nothing but potatoes on Saturday, just empty carbs that were going to not add any value. It, it it was it was it was we were not set up for success, were we? There was a point where I was like, I'm just gonna run in a hoodie. Like I'm just, I'm just gonna run in my hoodie. Just you know, like screw it. We're gonna go that slow that i it's not gonna matter that I'm wearing a cotton hoodie. Hmm. Like no. No, but we but we didn't, did we? we? We 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 had a we had a we had a friend to accompany us that was unexpected. Yes. Wayne stuck with us the whole way, didn't he?
2: He did, yes. It was a, it was a great run and we had no pressure on time or we just ran to feel and enjoyed it, to be honest with you. We were quite good. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. It was, it was horrible. Like, the, the <laughs> points were, but but then
1: when I say that on reflection, like, it never felt comfy because my legs were aching so much from the 10k. Right. But it never felt like, I don't, I'm going to stop, I don't want to do this. No. Like, like, because I was really, with it being a lapped course, I think I said to you a couple of times, the build up, we need to just get, I want to get past that castle for the first time. I want to get round lap one. Once I know that I can't go past the start line, I can't go past Sammy with my backpack and my dry clothes and food. Once I get past that, I think I'll be okay. But funny enough, it didn't. The first six miles flew by
2: because
1: we we, we were having a bit of banter. The second lap was gut check, and we had a couple of walking breaks. Sorry, I had a couple of walking breaks. I I absolutely have no shame in admitting that I instigated them. We also stopped for a minute silence for um, with Wayne Uh, at eleven o'clock, which which I actually talk about in 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 the um, next segment, so I don't want to sort of rehash it. Um, but it was very powerful, and Mm -hmm. I know that it was to you as well. Um, you know, we we stopped for a picture with the telly tubbies. You know, we we
2: had little bits of stop starting, but
1: yeah, it was you know what, it was it
2: was all right. It was it was miserable, but. Like got some uh, some fantastic photos and all, but not taking it too seriously. Just yeah. having a hug, high fiving, you bloody pulling me cheeks and bloody yeah. rabbit ears and all that sort yeah. of good stuff. Yeah, yeah really yeah. good fun.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I enjoyed it. It was honestly one of my favourite races I've ever done.
2: Um, yeah, that's say so. Yeah, and to say
1: that we were thinking, oh, we're not bothered about
2: some too, and, and and we were walking. Oh, I think it's it's it it's the story behind it, isn't it? Is it's the fact that everybody chipped in all that money and then we ran it with Wayne, we've got to share that moment with him and uh, all that stuff. It's yeah, there's quite a bit bit of that went on during the race that yeah. makes it quite special. Yeah.
4: It was great, wasn't it? It was really yeah. good like
1: on on reflection like really 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 enjoyed it and and so glad we 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 got our arms twisted into doing it because it's one I'll Mm. I'll remember and thanks to Wayne for keeping us company and and being a part of that with us I don't think it would have been the same if it wasn't the three of us like Mm. I've I've run with you a hundred times um not to say that I wouldn't have enjoyed running with you again but I think having Wayne there as an extra dynamic someone new almost to to kind of talk to I don't think I've ever really run with Wayne like um uh so that was really nice and and then yeah, and then obviously having the fart- like family there at the end for that that run down the hill when we realised after stopping to walk 300 metres earlier and going, and <laughs> no, my, my exact words being, I don't mind not going sub two, but I don't want it to be two hours and like 20 seconds. So let's just walk so it's like two hours and a minute. And then, and then we, and then I think what happened was we, there was a, the photographer was just before the uh, the 13 mile mark, but at the 13 mile mark actually. And we were like, oh, we're going to have to trot. We can't be walking when the photographer sees us. So we started running. Then, And then when you get past him, you're at the top of the hill, aren't you? Mm. And I think you look to your watch, you're watching, like, we've got like mm. 90 seconds to run about 250 metres.
4: Mm.
1: Can we do it? And Wayne was like, no, I don't want it. We we're like, well, we're not going without you. So we'll just trot. We'll just trot. And then we we came out the castle and round the mm. bend. And it must have been 150 to go, maybe. And yeah. I, think, I, think, I think we had a minute. 150 to yeah. go, we had a minute. And, but we were like, nah, we, we probably won't drop that. Um, and then and then Wayne was something like behind us, just like a freight train. He was like, right, <laughs> let's go. And he was like, all right, we're going then. <laughs> and then we flew and we made it, didn't we? Sub, sub yeah. two. Yeah.
2: yeah. Without even trying. Without, oh, yeah, loved it. I tried I, I, a bit, I'll be honest. <laughs> I won't go that far. <laughs> I tried a bit, mate. Without but, even thinking about it then. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was still lay on
1: the floor after it thinking, I don't think I
2: can move. I think this is where, it's where, I, this is where I live now. <laughs> this,
1: pro- <laughs> propped up against this guardrail. I, think I remember comparing myself to, you know, in a, in a zombie movie when someone's been bitten, they leave them behind. That's how I felt. I was just propped up against this, like, great. I was just like, just leave me. Just go.
2: you <laughs> leave me with a revolver with a single bullet in it. I'll be fine. <laughs> Um uh, uh, I, yeah. I just want to go on record and uh music's probably already been said, but to everybody that's, that donated that uh on, on the Saturday night. Yeah. Um thank you to everybody, and especially Kathy. She, she knows what she's put into it and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Really so, appreciate well, it.
2: Well, thank you to everybody that, that, that donated. Appreciate yeah, amazing. it. And then we had an amazing day on Sunday as so well, a little bit more subdued, wasn't it? But, yeah, um, a few a few a few was... extra people turned up on the Saturday, weren't they? There was uh, Becky, uh we yeah. saw yeah. Yeah. Um, lovely to see Becky. Mike's uh, lapping. <laughs> So, slack k Saturday, yes. he? He, he smashed it. Did He get? He came fifth, I think, in the fifth 5K. Fifth in the 5K, absolutely uh, amazing. Donna went out and smashed it as well. She enjoyed it. After yeah. f- uh, FOMO on Saturday with the 10K, seeing people running. Yeah. Um, What else was there? Who else did we see? Uh, who shouted in the car park? Oh, it David Young. David Young, yes, he was there. I saw him briefly. Uh, he was flying the like flag as well. Yeah, awesome to see all these people. Yeah, it was great. It was just a good week and we've taken a lot of time
1: to talk about it. I'm sorry yeah. if, if we're boring anybody or their rehash stories if you were there or stuff you, you're not bothered about if you weren't but we uh, we had a lot of fun and I felt it was worth waxing a bit of lyrical about it. So yeah.
3: um,
1: long may it continue and thank you so much to everybody who came and took part and thank you to Run Through for supporting us in, in, in being a part of their, their amazing event. And we'll be back there in 2023, won't we, Matt?
2: We certainly shall be, yes. Plans are already in place. Uh, if you're listening to this now, there'll be a discount code uh, that you've received on the email for 40% off. So definitely get on board with that. We'll, 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 most of us will be there. Uh, yeah. Get get involved.
1: Yeah. I think there's a discount. It'll be, it's 48 hours from when the email was sent. So it'll probably be available till like tonight. If you're listening on Thursday, right, Friday discount. morning, Friday morning ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so get on that. But if not, we do have a, an exclusive discount code for fart like family members. So just drop us a DM and we can send that out. We're not sharing it publicly. But it's in the whatsapp group and also we can share it with anyone who wants it it's not quite 40% off but it will give you a little bit of money off if, if you've missed if you've missed the boat on that one um alternatively run through do events all through the country um if you volunteer at one um then you can get free race entry uh, for two people um uh, by doing so as a thank you from them and, and that can be used all in towers as well so that's another way of, of, of getting in for for free or for, or for certainly for for not that full price entry but even even with entry i think it's very reasonable under yeah. 40 quid to run and have the rides i think is very very cool and you don't queue mm. you, you don't queue for 13 <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's
1: and, and, that, and that is just part of our um of our uh community adventures we've also got um uh we're trying to Nailed down a date for another weekender with some football mm-hmm. and, and, and a party. That's um we'll be at Rasselbock in January. Yep. That's that's our next big one, middle of January. There's your Rasselbock at Sherwood Pines. You get a discount, 10% off. WTF ten is the code. Come and join us at Rasselbock. We've got and then we've got tons of tons of marathons. We're at we're at Yorkshire mm-hmm. Marathon this year. We're at Manchester and we're at London. So it's going to be massive. Um loads and loads of stuff happening. Uh, plus we're doing some part run bits. Come come and get involved, man. It's fun. We have fun. We're not for everyone. We get that, okay? We get it. Yeah, we understand. <laughs> but we just want to bring people together. We just mm-hmm. want to give people a little bit of a platform to make some pals and to not be quite so lonely or isolated if they are feeling that way. Just use running for the power of good and maybe we don't get it right all the time I like to think we're doing okay at it but um you guys are the true litmus test and the amount of smiling faces that we saw and happy people and um friendships formed certainly gave me a very very warm sense of satisfaction and gave me an absolute kick up the arse and a rocket strapped to me to be like let's keep going and get it get it even bigger and better for 2023 yeah. so watch this space check out the website check out the socials check out the uh the whatsapp group join the Fartlink family mm-hmm. and let's let's keep partying in 2023
2: man agreed agreed keep this party rolling keep this party
1: rolling um before we uh before we get over to mr mike seaman the main event because we've been talking for ages um should we hear from
2: stepman john oh yeah yeah why not do you reckon he's over your mum yet? Mm, he went there. He, I wonder if he were at Old uh, Towers. Well, I don't know. Maybe, May, maybe in the maybe he was in the box at thirteen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He'd never do me like
5: that. He'd
0: never do me like that.
1: Um, should we go and hear how he's getting on? See if he's got any yeah. products.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Hello, lads. Hello, ladies. Hello, Emma. Hello, love. Oh I think about you. Um, sorry, sorry, back to it. Um yeah, how's your week's been? Uh you had a good week? I'm just pausing there so you can answer and then come back to me. You know, just finish it with, oh, how's your week, S and And then I'll pause and then I'll answer, okay? Yeah, um well, to be honest, uh still not with much mum. I understand she has kids and her kids have kids. She likes kids, so uh I said to Lou. You know, give me yours and let me look after him. And I can show Matt's mum what a great uh, dad I'd be to all her kids and grandkids. So, kid, sit. That's it. Sit and eat. That. That's it. He's doing all right. Um, yeah, stay in there, lad. That's all right. I'll be back. So, uh, just popping out. Um, anyway, advert this week. I've been sent cat litter. Got it here. Uh, right on the front is actually a cat's and it's uh, making a mess right there for you to see what happens so I put the litter outside earlier let the neighbour's cat do its business so I just brought it inside let's mix it up, you mix it up currently with your hand and it makes the litter edible wow, so well let's grab a handful and give it a test here really? you go oh god. oh oh, oh. Oh my God, that's, that's dry lads, that's dry. I feel like every bit of saliva my body's ever produced has just left my body. Oh, there is no moistness, I am dry. Dryer than I've ever been, mm, that's what she said. <laughs> Not time to make jokes, it's hitting, hitting my throat there. So. Um, i got a review on the pack here from at JP13. Oh, fuck. Um, he said, reminds me of a song, I'll give this two stars a song, I want a gag. <laughs> I want a toke. <coughs> I hit that little dangly thing at the back of my throat. I'll tell you what, lad, I haven't heard of that song, but bloody hell, that does exactly that. If that's what you want. You want to buy one of these you can pick it up from uh online asda that's it oh 64 pounds you can get discount code hashtag snj loves a discount code 69 wink emoji face wobble Walmart wobble, wobble wobble how's emma um and that will get you uh 12 off fantastic deal there so um go on I'm have to get some hydration in my body to be honest lads i better go and uh yeah that's mum, if you're listening, here I am. Great with kids. Yeah, kids. Oh, God, it's looking at me again. Um, I just want to shout out so to Haley, Thanks for being there for me this week. Um, you know, oh, Matt's mum's been chatting, commenting to other lads on the gram. You're there for me. I appreciate you, love. And uh, trust me, I've been there for you this week. You may not seen? Leave you with a quote. When in doubt, pick up a leaf, throw it in the air, follow that direction. Um, lads, what am I going to do with a, a kid when I mean, he's just looking at me? Um, right, I bet go deal with this. No, 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 please.
1: I mean, there's a part of me that <laughs> oh, wants oh to stay, stay in the character of, you know, oh, Matt's <sighs> uh and, oh, he, he's so <laughs> sad, but. Uh, I've, I've, I I've genuinely had tears in my eyes listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> I started <eating> it. <laughs> to, uh, um, SMJ, sir, we, we're worried about you. We are worried about how you are getting on. Please, please reach out. Um, because we just want to know that you're okay. You need to move on, sir. You need sounds to move
2: like, on. It sounds like a good babysitter anyway. <laughs> I'm, keeps them under control. <laughs> I'm worried. Oh. Worried,
1: Uncle SMJ.
2: That's got a bit best yet that one. Um.
1: <sighs> well, there we go. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and and, and Matt's mum. Oh, uh, was it? Was it Paul Locke? Was it Paul yeah. Locke She was convert. Your mum was conversing with. Was it? Yes. Was it, was, it, was it to make SMJ jealous though? I don't know. SMJ can have him after that. I'll, I'll Ever
2: after that. That was just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, the tides. SMJ, you might have you might have, you might, you might have turned someone on side. Maybe you might have put the tr-
2: good word with your mum. I'll try and sort something, Daddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he'll be so happy. Uh. A glimmer of hope. A, 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 slant, a glimmer of light. breaking mm. through the darkness, SMJ. You never know. Christmas is coming. There could be a present on the way for you. Um, right, should we get over it. we've flapped our gums for much longer than we usually do uh people are waiting to listen to mike seaman they want to hear from um the ceo of raccoon events the man behind the national running show which is happening in january should we go and find out all about his running journey about the company's journey about the national running show all that good stuff through our chat with mike
2: yeah let's do it now, nah, then, you lot, it's double
1: bubble today, folks, as we line up another excellent guest on our road to 100. And in doing so, we explore two sides of a guy whose life personally and professionally is imprinted with the word run. Uh, An accomplished runner in his own right uh, over the last 17 years, he's racked up marathons and ultras galore with a penchant for the unique, the fun, and the challenging. But he also just happens to be the CEO and founder of Raccoon Events, the company behind the National Running Show, turning his hobby into his job and playing a huge part in bringing runners from all over the UK and beyond together and raising the profile of this thing that we love. No idea how we're going to cram everything about his journey into half an hour, but we are going to give it our best shot so i'm going to stop flapping my gums and please join me in welcoming to the show mike seaman mike how are we doing today
5: i'm good mate how are you
1: yeah very well thank you i should david man busy busy
5: it was very good i feel feel like i've got to live up to that introduction now because i'm nowhere near as impressive as that sounded um but yeah, I'll, I'll do my best <laughs> we, we, we get
1: that a lot you know it goes downhill from the introduction the, yeah. don't expect too much of me either <laughs> um uh <laughs> yeah right listen we could we could we could do the niceties we could do the hi how are you's when have you been out for a run today all that kind of stuff but let's get to the good stuff we've got a lot to cram into 30 minutes haven't we so i want to talk all about you your running journey i want to talk about some of your experiences i also want to talk about raccoon events as well the national running show all the stuff that sits around that um and your journey in terms of starting and maintaining it so let's get straight into it. let's talk about you to start with mate um tell me about how you first got into running how did that journey begin
5: well I mean I, I used I, I used to like sport I wasn't very good at it but I used to play all the time and then I think when I hit my 20s I was you know I was drinking a bit more I was doing less team sport because you could never be in a place at a time mm-hmm. and I was just getting fatter and fatter basically and uh, I kind of just did it as this way of sort of stopping myself from you know getting massively out of shape and I sort of just really liked it I just enjoyed it I, I, you know I wasn't a great runner, but I just would go out and I'd find an hour. It'd be really good for headspace. Um, You know, I've always worked in the events industry all my life and quite high pressure as a job. So having an outlet somewhere you just go for an hour or whatever it may be, just just was really good. It was really good for my brain. So it kind of escalated from there. And I went into this thing where I would try and do one thing every year to like raise some money for charity. And you know how these things escalate. You start, you do your half marathon and then no one cares if you run another one so then you do a marathon and then you do whatever and whatever and it's just sort of spiraled from there really
1: yeah uh tell me about some of the early memories then so uh you say always been a, a, like a, a motivation from a charity perspective you know i get that and i'm and headspace and, and we've talked many times on the show about the the values from a mental health perspective of, of, of getting out there and running um how did the journey start then was it are there any early race memories that really kind of like stand out when you look back at them and you think either that was pretty awesome or oh my god that was that was that was interesting
5: Yeah I mean I've made all the mistakes that (laughs) you shouldn't make Um, like my first marathon was we we did Paris like me and a few mates uh, we did it as a charity thing and we flew out of there with like the worst training scheme I ran in a pair of old high techs and like cotton t-shirt like all of the things that you shouldn't do Um, you know horrific really horrible experience but sort of awesome at the same time Um, and then you sort of progress and I think my second marathon I did in a you know, four of us did it in fancy dress and I did it in a giant Lucas A bottle and it hammered it down with rain and the thing got massively heavy and then it started heating up again. And so it was like running around in your own personal sauna and I was just miserable the entire time. And, but weirdly, when you look back on those experiences, even though they were horrible and I hated it, I actually sort of loved it and it was sort of amazing as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, For you, I know you mentioned about, you know, fundraising and, and challenging yourself it, has it always been a case of, I think you alluded to it when, when you were first kind of giving me that little bit of an intro. You, it, it's always about kind of like finding the next challenge and the bigger challenge. Is that how you kind of progressed from, you know, just running a half, not just running a half marathon, but, you know, what I mean, running a half marathon to maybe some of the the longer distances, the more challenging, the more technical endurance events that you've moved on to uh, later in that running journey?
5: Yeah, 100 percent. I think the um, for, for me, like if someone tells me I can't do something, I really want to do it um and even if that person's like myself um so i've really enjoyed sort of doing these things that i just thought was never possible i remember being a kid and my brother's betting me a 100 quid that i'd never run a marathon in my life and i was like i'll run one one day don't you and to me at that point in time marathon seemed like the biggest thing that i could ever comprehend and it's it's massive running a marathon is really flipping hard um but to me i just felt it felt so out of reach and then when i did it I was just like wow I've done that thing that I never thought I could do and I was like well what else can I do and then when you combine that bit where you're doing it for your headspace it's really good it's really calming like if you're quite a busy chaotic lifestyle like I have then actually running is a really good calming point then you do some good from it then you sort of combine all that together and that's probably my three main reasons for running I guess
1: yeah and you um you talked about a challenge and there's there's loads of races that we can talk about you sent me over some of the achievements in in the blurb you know race the stones enjoy 24 um, autumn 100 but there's also challenges that you, you kind of set yourself um maybe you have to be creative think outside the box it's always about pushing the envelope a little bit isn't it um tell tell me about one that really stood out to me was uh y- y- your five mile your hundred mile run that took place in the form of five mile loops around the house tell me tell me what that was all about and uh, and then how that experience i imagine i can imagine how it must have been but tell me a little bit about that one and how it came to fruition
5: well what that is right there is proof that i'm an absolute idiot uh it's was- <laughs> I mean I will tell you what it where it came from so it was it was the same year we launched the running show and in dure 24 I'd raised a ton of money and said that I was going to do a, I was going to try and do 100 miles in the 24 hours and I and I you know arrogantly thought I could do it and I absolutely died on my ass and I failed miserably I I I got about 65 miles in I think it was and you know I was done um it was I mean a massive distance and the furthest I'd ever been but I didn't hit what I said I was going to do um and I kind of felt, because I'd raised money, I felt like I, I owed it to people to to do it. And Endure 24 is a five-mile loop, and you've got 24 hours to do it. So I drew out a five-mile loop from my house in November, and the first running show was going to be in January. So I would quit my safe job. I was full-on into this nutty idea that I'd had that everybody thought was mental. Um, and sort of three months before it started, I decided to run 100 miles around my house in it, the freezing cold. And it was... Like loads of my mates came and helped me and sort of supported me on it and I yeah I nailed the first 50 miles I think I did the first 50 miles in like 10 hours or something Mm -hmm. and then I literally staggered and limped the last 50 miles but every five miles I'd pass my house where my bed was my kids were inside like you know my, my mates were all there like I'd go past the same pub my local pub every time there'd be people outside they'd be like who's him again and like giving me abuse and all of this stuff um it was it was the stupidest thing I've ever done it was so hard and I think the psychology of doing it in loops but that was my first ever 100 miler um it
1: it, it is amazing And, and I couldn't imagine anything worse if I'm completely honest but fair play to you for sticking out I think probably second lap I'd have been in the pub um uh when it comes to all these um challenges that you put yourself through do you find that you have to come up with training plans come up with structures and strategies or because of the regularity of it and how you kind of keep yourself pushing on to something new is it just a case of almost staying in ring shape as it were kind of all year round or do you find you've got to like fine-tune yourself as you build up to these kind of things
5: uh, I'm definitely not ring shape I've got a physique <laughs> like a, pregnant, <laughs> a physique like a pregnant giraffe it's uh I um I, I mean I do run a lot now and I'm a lot more consistent with my training but I think certainly over that's something I've got better at over the last few years I think sort of probably only as far as two years ago have I really been consistent with my training um whereas I used to put a challenge in and that would be a marker and then I'd train for it and i you know i didn't do much variety i didn't do much quality i was just sort of I'd just go out and run and have a rough idea as to what i was going to run that week and then try and hit a target and often fail but you know that was that was the kind of the lesson learning isn't it and so i think as you do more of it you learn how to train better and do better and it, you get better results
1: yeah absolutely and then just circling background i like think we we, we we can move on fairly uh uh, sharpishly to to start talking about how we incorporated the um the events and 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 the new career change that you alluded to when you were giving me a last answer in in just a moment but before we leave kind of your earlier years and your running journey behind one question i always like to ask is um is is in those experiences in those memories are there any specific races any any individual moments any any times whether that's because of a a challenge you've done or or uh, or something an experience shared with somebody whatever it might be Is the one kind of race or or time or experience that really stands out as being like yeah that's that, that that's the one i'm the most proud
5: of can, can I, i'll give you two i'll give you the one that i'm the least proud of and the one that i'm the most yeah, proud yeah of. do it
1: man let's <laughs> let's get the full scaling
5: and and the, and they're both full-on name drops um, yeah that's that's because of the show it's nothing to do with me being anything else but um <laughs> We we did during the pandemic, um, Ewan Thomas, we we trained him to do his first hundred miler and uh we did the South Downs one hundred and uh one of our friends was due to run it with him and I was due to run the last fifty with him and for whatever reason our friend dropped out and they said, Look, can you can you do the four hundred Mike? And I went, Yeah, of course I can, I'll be fine. <laughs> and like we, we did a fifty mile qualifier a couple of weeks before. Ewan got injured, his foot was a mess, he he hadn't really done enough training. He was an absolute state. I ran the 50 with him, and I was fine, and I felt great, and we get to the day, and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, it's all right, mate. I'm there for you. I'm really gonna help you around, and uh, it was really hot, um, we and we're basically filming this whole thing. There's a movie about it on YouTube, and essentially, I do this big speech to him, go, look, we don't let each other quit, mate. You know, I'm there <laughs> for you the whole way around. Cut long story short, 48 miles. I'm lying at the side of the trail <laughs> trying to <laughs> cool down in the shade of a bush um while a dog walks up to me and starts licking the salt off me <laughs> and that's like i've been having hallucinations staggering all over the trail and that's the point where i bail out and i i fail i dnf'd it's the only sort of race i've dnf'd and it's all on camera me crying like a baby at the side of the trail and all of this stuff and ewan who had done no training was injured an in absolute state smashed it and finished the whole thing he was an absolute machine so Uh, it was a great memory for him because he was amazing and it was incredible and you see why those guys are olympians they can just go to a different level but it did make me look great i look terrible (laughs) Um,
1: yes especially in front of said olympian oh
5: no and he's like he's a good he's a good lad you and he's a good friend um but he didn't half let me know about it afterwards (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, so what's the opposite end of the spectrum then, Matt? If that's the worst memory, there's got to be some. And if that's if that's if that's how the spectrum's judged, there must be a pretty good one on the other end.
5: Yeah, that was pretty horrible. But yeah, the, the one I'm the most proud of was the Autumn 100. Uh, yeah. So we we um yeah, I just it, it was it's like a it's a four spur 100 miler. It's an out and back on each spur, and it was the fi- first 50 I smashed it. You know, the 50 to 75 I fell apart. You know, absolute state. Then my friend Susie, Susie Chan, who's an amazing ultra runner, she, she rocked up, uh, she weighed, came something like three o'clock in the morning, she showed up to pace me for the last 25 miles. And it was tragic. It was horrible. You know, I was like, crying like a baby, all of this sort of stuff was going along. But when I got to the end, I was like I, like, I felt such an intense sense of achievement. I was so proud of myself. And it was just, it was wicked. The high I got after finishing that, that race was like nothing else I've ever had before at a race.
1: Amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, you've been name-dropping left, right, and centre. and oh, no, of course. No, no, no. I mean it in a good way. It's positive. Um I, I, because it's a perfect segue. It aids me to pivot us into the next part of the conversation. There is a reason why you are exposed to these Olympians and incredible athletes. Um, and that's because of uh how you transition from turning a hobby into a job, and that is the formation of uh of Raccoon and of uh of the National Running Show. So can you tell me a little bit about how that started like how did that idea formulate in your brain um and how did you transition that from the absolute
5: beast that it is today yeah it's a weird so I've always done events I've run like exhibitions I've done trade shows boring trade I did a show about concrete once I've done mm. like home shows franchising shows all sorts of stuff um but I loved running and I went to a marathon expo and it was wicked there were all the right brands all of the right things that we wanted but it was the week of the race and all I wanted to do was get out there as quick as possible not fall over anything eat some pasta and go to sleep um mm-hmm. it was a, you know it wasn't really the right environment or the right time for me to buy all of the stuff that I wanted and there was kind of loads of advice I wish I'd had at the start of the season and that was the premise um I was like why isn't this show exist in January And um, it was like my pub idea if you're an exhibition person like basically you go to the pub and you go what if you could do any show what would you do and I'd always be like the running show Mm -hmm. and I I sat on it for seven years and I used to wang on about it all the time and then we were on our way back from a, a party at a friend's house and my wife was driving and she just stopped the car and she went will you stop going on about it and just do it um and so I did so I quit my job set it up from a shed at the end of the garden a couple of mates helped out loads of people it was real bootstrap for the first year um you know and and loads of people helped out and people showed up i couldn't believe it it was like i mean it's the the most terrifying experience of my life launching that event because my hobby is my job but can you imagine the fear of losing your job and everybody in surrounded by your hobby like all the people you have convinced to come to the show and all the brands if they all suddenly hate you because you've done such a crap job and that was my my fear and i remember the night before the show opened the first one i had slept a wink and i walked into the hall and it was snowing outside and normally that means like 10 percent of your audience is gone mm-hmm. and it looked great on paper but you don't know until you get there and i was walking around the hall and i couldn't look anybody in the eye because i thought they were all going to kill me they were going to beat me up and they, it was going to be rubbish and then I, I went to the front of the show, and there were three and a half thousand people at ten to nine, and we didn't open till nine, and they were all sat in the queue, and they were so excited, and I was like, "I've done it! People, people believe in it. There is this community around running that people told me wasn't there. It is a thing. It's 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 bigger than people think." And yeah, it was wicked. It was such a great experience.
1: It sounds amazing. I, I, I want to drill down a bit further. if That's all right. I want to get in your mindset because, I mean, this might be my oversimplistic view of uh, understanding how how this works as someone who's never done it. But I would imagine that the safe way, the safe way to build a business is to start small, to, to not expose yourself too much, to see how it works. Almost test and learn as you go and, and, and grow organically with what you're trying to achieve. It's big bang, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not going to work in that smaller kind of test environment. You need to go big. you need variety, you need names, you need uh, you need a catch you need to attract you need different hooks to attract different people. There's the, you have to go big from day one. How do you do that man? How do you get yourself into that mindset? How do you establish the contacts? how, how, how does the, the process work in those early days to deliver right. something so big?
5: But no, and that's that's the key point actually, and that's that's the the most terrifying bit of the whole experience is, run, this only works at scale. Yeah. Because you need to have big names to attract the big audiences of runners. To there's a certain cost associated with hiring the NEC, which is a venue, to accommodate that audience, and you need to charge the brands a certain amount to exhibit there to justify that cost or to pay off that cost, which means you need to deliver x numbers of runners buying x numbers of shoes to justify it for everyone so the only option is to go big otherwise it doesn't work and a lot of people told me that a running show would never work because runners don't spend enough money now i knew that was wrong because i knew how much money i spent on running (laughs) stuff Uh, but but actually if you look at the things we buy they none of you know it's not like a bike show where you buy five or ten thousand pound bikes which some people do um or or 500 pound bikes it's you know a good pair of trainers is a is, is hundred and something pounds or, or you know, sometimes less or sometimes more depending on, on what you go for. But, you know, you have to sell a lot of those to justify the size of the stand, which can accommodate a show that, that has a Kelly Holmes or a Paula Ratcliffe at it, which is, you know, Kelly was the first speaker we did. And so going back to your question about mindset, you just got to go for it. Um, it's and, and the first thing I did was I, I booked the NEC, I, I paid a deposit for Kelly and I, I launched the website and i went for it and i went i was all in and there was you, there's no half measures you had to be all in so so that's how we did it
1: yeah what was it important to get a name like kelly holmes early doors so it's almost like right that's that's the foundation block that gives me something to build with
5: for for me yes and but I got a bit carried away um because cause I love running and I and I, and so the bit that I got the most excited about was putting the speaker program together so yeah I found all these awesome people online that I thought were cool and just booked them as speakers and I was like Jesus my speaker bill is getting a bit bit O T T here I'm like it was and you know and then it was then it was just that sort of fear of messing it up and you know, I'm not from a rich family I don't have pots of money you know. I, everything that I had was on this. Like, it, I was all in. I didn't have a backup plan.
1: Yeah. And I imagine the... What, what, what What's the emotion? You, you know, you said you got there and there was that I can't look people in the eye and there was that fear that it was all going to go wrong. What's the... Just, just tell me and it doesn't have to be a long answer just what what's the emotion when you get through that first weekend and you lie down in bed after presumably not sleeping very well as you mentioned for quite a while before it and it's done and it's gone well and you're getting the good feedback and you realize not only have i made a success of this one event but you know what this is this is going to keep growing and this is going to be something that i can keep making bigger and better as we go
5: well, actually, the the day closed, you're already on to the next year. So we'd already, yeah. booked, we'd already booked Paula for year two. Um, so I didn't actually enjoy the success of the running show until the end of year two, um, because weirdly, the success of year one almost made it worse for year two, because we were now having to employ people who were my friends. I mean, this was all done with mates and favours in the first year. In the second year, actually, we had to stop paying people salaries and stuff and that was that was so not only have I got the pressure of Christ I've got to deliver the same quality of show that I delivered before but it's got to be twice the size but I've also got to pay my friends and if I mess it up not only am I not only did is my hobby ruined and my job ruined but I'm also ruining my friends lives so it was like times two but then when we delivered year two and when year two was success and year two was in the exhibition market they say year two is when you know if you've really got a show and year two was mega um that I, I did have a minute there when I went, oh, man, this is cool. My hobby is actually my job. And some of the speakers like they're not just it's not just business anymore. We're actually friends. We've actually. You know, And it changed my life. It was amazing. Yeah. Incredible.
1: Um, I want to fast forward a little bit. I, I don't want to jump around the timeline too much. But one thing that I always think is really interesting to talk about, particularly. From a running perspective, from a um, a running, if you want to call it, a business owner or entrepreneur or events manager, whatever, however you want to label it, how did um, COVID hit you guys, or you? I guess you specifically, um, as founder CEO, as 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 somebody who has is is building an empire almost on on the concept of bringing people into a space together um and then i guess on 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 the company on a wider basis how how did covid and, and lockdown hit you
5: um well it, it hit us quite a few times i think and, and in quite a few different ways i think at first you know we 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 just run uh i think it was 2020 i'm trying to get my dates right but we would just done the running show in the january yeah. and then in the march i think it was when this became like a thing um and there was a lot of skepticism about it it was going to be quite short term and all that sort of stuff and so we we were pretty secure we you know we we banked all our money we weren't you know flash harriers. so you know we were okay um and we would launched a couple of other shows at that point as well because we were we were growing the business and into other areas but so our job was just to like look after the community so we we've like we had an email database which we let all the brands use free of charge because we were really worried there were like loads of race directors really struggling and you know we thought you know we've got to support the industry and if we support them then they'll support us in the long run so we did mm-hmm. loads of free stuff for brands um then we did this thing called the indoor relay where that was me being nuts again but you know when everybody was locked in and you could yeah. only go out for an hour a day well not everybody could go out for an hour a day to exercise because they they might not have had that sort of environment where they lived in or it might not have been safe or they might have had to use their hour for something else like walking an elderly relative or, or you know walking a pet or whatever it may be um so we did this thing called the indoor relay and it was like a month-long zoom call and you could dial in for an hour and run but you had to run from anywhere within the confines of your own house um and we had team caps so we ran it 24 hours a day um, for a month we did it all for free and we raised like 40 odd thousand pounds for charity. And we had like some celebs come on and do it and things like that, but I mean it was it was one of the stupidest things I've ever done, but because it was so hard work and there were some amazing people who donated their time to be captains and the captains would run like a 4-hour shift and they would manage the four people that ran on their shift and there's loads of crazy forfeits and stuff. So that we did that and then we thought we were opening back up again and then it extended and it extended again and it started to hit us financially and we were like oh are we going to be okay are we going to be able to carry on um but we so we raised some money uh we brought some money into the business which really helped but we brought in some new investors and actually what they did is they gave us the opportunity to to look at the opportunity created by covid and covid was obviously an awful thing but one thing they did do is it made exercise much more important and front and center and because we're a business it's all about getting people outside and active like there was actually this this stimulation of the market. Um so we started to launch shows. So we we launched some shows in America, we launched an outdoor show, we launched a cycling show, a snow show. Um and, and we've actually come out of the pandemic in pretty much double the size as to how how we went into it. So, yeah, it was bumpy, it was emotionally horrific, and you know, there's so many sad stories around the pandemic. Um but, yeah, we, we're quite fortunate to come out of it in a good place. and I think we did OK.
1: Yeah, amazing. I, I don't want to leave this chat as, as, as we start to approach the 25-minute mark. So it's absolutely flown by. I, I don't want to leave the conversation without circling back around on you and, and your running goals. But before we just leave um, for now the, um, uh, the, 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 the the running show, the raccoon, um, What what's the end game? Is there an end game? Is, is, there a, is there something you want to get to, professionally speaking, or is it just continued and sustained growth?
5: I, I i don't know uh, i've never thought that far ahead it's uh, i want to keep doing cool shows that mm. help people get outside and active um you know the running show i think is at the right size now i'd like to run one in every major city around the around the world if i'm honest i think there's an opportunity to do it and i think you know it does good you know we we raise loads of money for charity we inspire loads of people to move uh we you know we help brands. We promote running as a community. It's just it's just such a positive thing. Yeah. um the more we can do that, the better. and if if I could have um but equally, if we could just keep running the running show every year in January, I'd be delighted. yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And then b- back on to you, then, as as we start to think about wrapping up, from a personal running perspective, as much as it it must be amazing to have um uh, to have your hobby become your job. You've already talked about how it's you know it's high pressure, it takes a lot of time, it can be stressful. The world of events in in general is is just geared that way. Um, you did mention earlier in the conversation that your running kind of structure and approach has actually got better. Has it been difficult to to kind of maintain alongside, you know, the the, the growth of, of of what you're doing professionally speaking, and, and 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 have you got any big plans kind of personally speaking from the fu- for the future from a running perspective?
5: uh yeah yeah it is difficult um <clears throat> I, I I don't sleep much which is it is kind of what I call my secret superpower like mm. I, can, I I used to do four, four or five hours I can I, I'm okay um often, often sleep a bit more than that but I can get by on four or five um so I'll often do my training early in the morning and get back mm. before the kids are up because it's important to me to be there for them yeah um and I think you know just fitting it all in I, I'm really lucky all the people who work at Raccoon are awesome they, they they do a lot of the work and you know we share it around and you know we, we just we just figure it out like we we have this whole ethos within the business that if you want to go out for a run at lunchtime you go out for a run at lunchtime It you know you, you don't have to sacrifice your lunch break you're still allowed to eat food um but if you've got a train you've got a train and we just integrate it and I, I think the joy of being your own boss is that you can sort of develop that culture in a way that sort of supports your lifestyle um in terms of my plans for running and, and things like that, we've I've just had a pretty busy October. I did London Marathon, then I did Glasgow to Edinburgh the week after, which was like a, a 57 miler, and then we made an attempt at the West Highland Way uh, last weekend, um, at me and a friend, and unfortunately his feet just uh, let him down. Uh, it was it was horrific conditions, and his feet were like bleeding and ruined. Um, so we we got 71 miles into that, but it's a 96 mile course and it's over some really hardcore terrain. Mm-hmm. Um so we're gonna go back and do that again in the summer. Um but before that I've got the Daytona one hundred, which is a hundred miler in, in Florida. So it makes me sound like I do loads of really cool, awesome races. This is by far and away the most I've ever done in such a short space of time. Um yeah, so it's quite exciting. I'm but I'm loving it at the moment. I'm just loving my running. Yeah,
1: amazing. And I imagine as well that the the growth of raccoon and 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 all the new ventures from a, a geographical location perspective just even if it's not from an event side of things it you know a specific race or a challenge it must just be nice to see new parts of the world and more importantly get on running them that's the dream isn't it
5: yeah i loved it and like you know i used to my previous job i used to travel a lot and go to some really cool places and I just think if whenever you're somewhere new, just put your trainers on and go and just explore, yeah. and you, you you learn so much when when you do that. So yeah, that is the joy of it. It is it is a balance because I've got two young kids and they're they're my number one priority, and I just need to make sure that I'm home for them. So sometimes you do miss things, and that is hard to balance. But but I'm pretty lucky. I love what I do. Yeah. Amazing. Um. Okay.
1: Cool. So loads and loads have gone through and we've just about hit the 30 minute mark. So absolutely professionally timed, sir. Uh, To wrap things up, let's just uh, let's just cover off a few um, a few uh, T's. Cross the T's and dot the I's. There we go. I'll go the right way around. So (laughs) if if people want to know more about the man behind the brand, um, they might not know that they can follow you. You've got your own Instagram account. How many work people find you? Uh,
5: Yeah, I'm Mike Seaman 2709
1: wonderful and if people want to know a little bit more uh, about the national running show i can't imagine many people don't know because it's such a such a big entity now um but where, where can people find out about that website social medias all that good stuff
5: yeah if you head to nationalrunningshow dot com or if you go to at national running show you should be able to pick us up uh we're on all of the usual places and the show is 21st and 22nd of january at the nec in birmingham And not to
1: too shamelessly gear this towards us, but you can get free tickets up to the 21st of November by using the code (laughs) FARTLEC. Got to get that in. Um, Is there anything we've not mentioned, sir? Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, mention, anybody you want to shout out, Um, anything I've not covered before I let you get back to your busy, busy schedule?
5: No, thank you. Um, Firstly, just thanks for having me. I guess for those guys who are interested in the show, um, it might be good to give them some of the names that we've got there this year, so in January... There's some really cool... This is like, I'm going to be honest, the coolest speaker lineup we've ever had. So we've got Dean Asher-Smith and Ailish McColgan, who are two of our best in-competition athletes right now. Colin Jackson, Chris Akabusi. If you haven't heard Chris Akabusi speak, don't miss it. He's exceptional. Um, Joshua Patterson, Jenny Faulkner, Anna Harding. Then if you're into ultras, we've got Damian Hall gary robbins dean karnas i mean dean karnas is he is like the godfather of ultra running mm-hmm. gary robbins if you've ever seen the the Badwater documentary it's just insane damian hall is obviously one of the greatest ultra runners that, that the country has at the moment so it's a wicked lineup loads of cool features loads of cool brands and uh yeah i mean basically if you if you're in the running space and you're not there i mean well, you're doing it's awesome <laughs>
1: you go well I, I i can't top that yeah i dealt with the intro you dealt with the outro so um thank you so much for your time mike hopefully our pass will cross we're going to try our best to get out to the running show um and give you a wave uh keep doing what you're doing man absolutely amazing amazing work and a huge part of the community that i know means a lot to a lot of people um just thanks for your time man and uh yeah good luck with everything moving forward legend
5: cheers mate thanks so much for having me on
1: and here i am Flying solo, unfortunately, because once again Tiny Dancer has abandoned me, like he does in so many areas of life and running. Uh, but that's 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 not a problem because I can do this on my own. I don't need him. Carry the bloody show anyway, most of the time. That was Mike Seaman, uh, CEO of Raccoon Events, National Running Show uh, founder, uh, but also an amazing story in his own right. Really, really enjoyed that one. It, it's so great to hear um kind of the voice behind these big enterprises these big ventures um it, it's quite inspiring I think to hear people being really brave about stepping out of that comfort zone and particularly with national running show what what resonated with me was Mike saying you know what I'm going he I, I, had to go big you have to go big with these kind of events there was no safety net of a, of a slow steady build up in terms of the events he put on it. and just, just amazing to have that kind of confidence and strength to be like, let's go, let us put all the chips on the table and go all in. And I thought it was an absolutely, absolutely awesome one. And um, uh, and 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 may have continued, continued success. Um, we're going to get straight on with it, I think, because uh, like I said, lost Matthew, but I've gained in his place two very able replacements two variable replacements unfortunately i didn't see this weekend because they were off gallivanting in a different country nonetheless uh instead of um being at alton towers with a lot of the rest of us so we've got plenty of adventures to find out about let's get into it straight away ben and emma are you there for some parkrun chats we're here hello how are we doing how was your adventure in wales oh
3: was that that a
6: welsh accent
1: wales no welsh A bit, Wales, she's on toast.
4: I don't don't even try Welsh. I I don't mind giving Scottish a go or Irish, but
1: let's not let's let, let's not should we just move on
4: how was how was how, well let's
1: get straight into it tell why don't you because of course like as i alluded to before i introduced you both um you weren't at all towers this weekend was because you had a clash very important weekend i think with family um so why don't you tell us all about your adventures where you went what you did and more importantly what happened
4: in the parkland space um Okay, yeah. So, so M's brother and sister-in-law live down in Barry, uh, which is where we were on Christmas Day last year. We did Barry Barry Park Run on Christmas Day, and way back at, near the start of the year, we were trying to work out a date when the whole family could get together and go down to see them again because we're not doing Christmas there this year, and it just so happened to be the weekend that's gone. Uh, we're all very busy people, so. We managed to get down there this weekend. Unfortunately, we missed Alton Towers, which did look pretty cool, um, much bigger than last year. But but we had a great time. We had a, we had a mini meetup, a park run on Saturday morning, and um, we opted for obviously a different one because we don't go to the same ones. So, being the 5K app addicts we are, and knowing that there is a challenge on there called the Full Ponty. Which challenges you to run at the four park runs that begin with Ponty Um, Ponty Fract, Ponty Prid, Ponty Paul, and Ponty Bala. I think they are. Um, Good memory. We we took full advantage of being within half an hour of one of them and we trundled off to Ponty Prid Park Run. Ponty Prid. Not Ponty Andy. Not no, not Pontypandy. Um, oh, Andy's gonna kill me because I've forgotten what the park's called. It's got a funny Welsh name. Um, right. Oh, what was it? It begins with a Y to start with, so I mean that that just makes it difficult.
1: Yeah, that makes it Welsh, very Welsh, doesn't it? I mean, Having e that.
4: I know the latter part of the park name because it's 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 a lady's name, Ang Ang Harrod. Uh, I feel like the start was something like. St- no yeah no Andy I'm so sorry (laughs) we'll 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 get the correction from Andy himself because of course what you didn't mention is that
1: Andy was one of the people that you met with at your mini mini Welsh meetup wasn't it
4: I was getting there yep so so obviously being down in the in the South Wales region um we I knew of Andy was local to it so I dropped him a message a month or so ago and just said, Listen, we're gonna be down there and uh, would you like to come along and join us for part run and maybe some breakfast? Um Andy Andy's Instagram is Andy's running account. Uh, Accountability. No, I think it's just Andy's running account these days. I'm not sure. Um we'll find M's at researching right now. Um <laughs> on the spot research assistant. I mean this is, this is not planned, this is all off the cuff this this mm. uh segment. Um You never so... tell <laughs> um so yeah, so we 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 planned a meet up with Andy, but then also we invited Mister Marco Deluazio. Marco del, Wazio. Marco del Wazio. He's he's Bristolian, and in fact he was meant to come and meet us on Christmas Day last year and do Barry Park Run, but he ended up getting COVID on Christmas Eve, so he couldn't. Mm, I remember. Um, so we said next next time we're down, we'll tell you and come across and meet us. So. Over He came as well, so there was four of us at Ponty Prid Park Run on Saturday morning. I say four, there was actually five. The fifth will come into it afterwards. It was Andy's partner, lovely lady, Ali. She, she was doing her own thing, doing her own run, but she did join us for breakfast afterwards. Lovely. Um, Let's not put
1: the cart before the horse and get to breakfast. I want to know all about the actual park run, please.
4: Absolutely. So, um i'll let him tell you about the course and that I, I i um i I got a bit annoyed at the start because mr okay. mr mr run director had no sense of time we were stood there for ages and he just kept going on and on and i think it was about five past nine when we actually started mm. so you're getting ready you're thinking All right, come on nine o'clock let's go and People have done their warm ups and he just kept talking and talking and talking. But fair play to him, I mean, he's he's put the park run on and hive his hero blah blah blah. But uh, just nine o'clock, please, please. <laughs> just 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 hurry the fuck up, mate. <laughs> I want to get to breakfast here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so I'll let Em tell you about the course. She she had a much more pleasant run than I did, I think. Yeah,
6: yeah, I ran I ran round with Marco Marco Del Wazio. And you still still had a pleasant run?
0: Well, I knew
6: he'd be... Just kidding. (laughs) I knew he'd be doing one of his uh, world-famous part-run reels. Mm. Uh, Follow follow him for more part-runs as he puts on his videos. So uh, I thought this could be quite interesting. I get to see the magic happen. Um, But yeah, it's one small loop and three big loops. The first loop, you just go around the tennis courts and along the river... And there's two big loops around the park. Three, Sorry, three big loops around the park. Um, there's a bit of an incline. I wouldn't really call it a hill. It climbs a bit to the top corner and then it's downhill to the bottom. So it's potential to be a fast course. Mm-hmm. Um, not for us. We had a nice plod round. The marshals were brilliant. They've got what they call the disco corner. Disco shack. Disco shack. There's disco shack. Be- Yeah, so the marshal that was there was speaker in his arms above his head, dancing, just dancing to the music. Brilliant. Loved it. Cowbells. Cowbells. Cowbells, yeah. yeah. what's
1: What's the movie reference? John Cusack. Say anything? No. Is
3: it say anything?
1: What? I don't know. Boombox above the head. John Cusack. The film
4: that, is called... Oh. No. Love. It's not... No, it's not Love, actually. It, it, That's, no,
3: no. It, it is. It's Say Anything.
1: I don't know why I doubt my incredible 80s movie knowledge. It's Say Anything. Just Googled it yeah. to make sure. Anyway, yeah. sorry. That That is completely fucking irrelevant. Carry on. <laughs>
4: um, But, yeah, no. As I was saying, it's lovely course. The marshals were great. There was some with whistles. They all had... Um, Oh what is it? Um ears on for what you call uh... it. All ideas. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> start. <laughs> <laughs> like I that. Um, <laughs> children in need. Like, come on on. Come on, sorry, get mate. It. Sorry, focus, uh, focus. I get Professional. it. Professional. Um so yeah, they all had children in need ears on. There was there was one just constantly blowing a whistle, she was having a great time. A disco shack boy who was dancing along and uh the the cowbells and and just they were just cheering and clapping one had a really yappy dog right at the top of the hill oh, yeah.
6: he wanted to join in the dog just wanted to cheer everybody on. he said on the
4: first lap as we were going past he's like anyone want to take the dog and I was like yeah yeah I do want to take the dog but I didn't take the dog <laughs> um, but yeah like like she says the first loops it's it's quite a thin path on the bottom loop so it was a little bit congested. So it took a while to get going. And me and Andy were just running together. He he was going for a bit of a tempo. So I said, and I was like, yeah, that, that should be OK for me, but I might not. I'm, I might tire. But matter of fact, I actually just got quicker on each lap and it, it just got more and more comfortable. And paths are really wide. Um, Like Em says, you don't really feel the incline until like maybe the last 10 metres. And then it's just a sharp uphill to the right and then it's just all downhill and and yeah it was really it was really really good i i enjoyed it like em says fast course it, it's got real potential to be a good fast pb-ish kind of course lovely park um it's a memorial park so it's got statues in it and uh yeah
6: they've got a really nice memorial for the uh remembrance remembrance day as well mm, and it,
1: and it, And it was, of course, Remembrance Weekend, wasn't it? Remembrance Sunday on the
4: day after, yeah. Quite poignant. Yeah. um, yeah. And then it was straight into barcode scanning for me, and uh, the
6: lady who did the first timers briefing was quite funny. Um, She was very, very Welsh. Um, She was basically saying, if you've got any form of postcode that's in this area, please do not pretend you're a tourist. (laughs) And we were like, we were thinking, oh, we're going to be the furthest away, yes. And then somebody went, North Yorkshire. And we were like, oh, bugger off. <laughs> 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 but she said, um, don't listen to people saying that it's not a sprint finish. It is a sprint finish. And if we don't see you sprinting, we will be shouting at you. Because it is kind of you turn around and you go downhill to the finish. Yep. So the Marshalls were quite enthusiastic about you uh, sprinting to the end.
4: I like the North it. Top bloke as well. He he travelled down specifically for Ponte. Uh, he
1: was another one of your lot, another another challenge chaser.
4: Yeah, I had a good a quick little chat with him before we started, and uh, yeah, lovely guy. Sure, we'll bump into him again at another one. He's like he's like us. Oh, so he just goes to different ones all the time. Um, any, any sign of Richard Hammond? No, no Richard yeah. Hammond. So I'm getting Richard Hammond withdrawals at the minute, and I need to see him. I need to see him.
1: Well, you never we're... know, Ben. Heaton Park. He seems Heaton to be in. Park, we, we, yeah. we tend to find him when we're in the Manchester area part running. We've got your hundredth venue at Heaton Park on the third
4: of December. That mm. could that could be a Richard Hammond watch opportunity. Seventeenth of December. Um, 17th. I, I, why did I say the third? I don't know. I really don't know i um, 17th of December, Park. I, I, I'm just going to go balls deep here and find him on Facebook and tell him to be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going find... to say, he
1: could find it weird, but given the conversations I've watched you and Richard Hammond have, I don't think you'll find it weird at all.
4: No, I, think you'll, no, I, think, no. I think you'll be really into it. I need Richard Hammond there.
1: Um, Mate, that's your mission. Your mission, sir, should you choose to accept it, is to get Richard Hammond to eat in Park run. Uh, challenge accepted. And we'll, and we'll get a sound bite for the podcast of the two of you. Oh yes, let's do it. There we uh we uh, We we we've pushed on that. We said we were gonna. We said before, didn't we, that we were gonna make sure we gave a plug for the Heat and Park Run on the 17th mm-hmm. of December. But we we've we've jumped ahead of some of the most important parts of um of the Park Run chat that you guys give us every single week. I want to know challenge. Outcomes apart from obviously the ponte I want to hear about um uh Pebble Sign and I most definitely want to hear about breakfast.
4: So, 5k challenge. I got I like to say Ponty, you always get your cow club, you always get your frame club, you generally get a date bingo. But nothing else for me, nothing else. I, I think I finished 22nd, maybe. No, I might have been higher than that. But I didn't. I don't need any that are under like 35 at the minute. So, um, no stopwatch either. I did look as I was coming into the line, but I was I was still about 20, 30 seconds off. And the urge to walk has kind of died. I kind of want to do these last two naturally, mm. uh, prolong it. But if it if it continues and I don't get anywhere near them, then yeah, I'm just going to cheat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For a minute there, Ben, you almost took the high road. Um, em, how about you? <laughs>
6: No, I got excited for a minute because I finished in 104th and Mm. I thought I must need some numbers in the top 10, but I need number one and I need number seven. So it wasn't me. That's that's going to take quite a long time to get those.
1: Yeah, 101st isn't really one that you can um, engineer, is it? No, it's pure, pure fluke. It's got to be a certain type of park run for the number of people (laughs) that are there and yeah,
6: awesome.
4: so I got it, elsewhere. yeah. But by accident. Wee. And that's how it works. Um, but yeah, no, so quick bit of barcode scanning, that was good. Spoke to a few people. You you and Marco were chatting away to one lady, weren't you?
6: Well, so Marco's had his 50 different venues printed on the back of his t-shirt, which quite a lot of tourists do. So there's mm-hmm. a lady asking where to get that from. So if anybody's wanting to do that, it's a company called Shadow of a Saint. Yeah. Um bit of plugging a random company that we don't know
2: mm, but yeah
6: we're not
4: getting anything back for that are we no well i'll be i'll be applying yeah i'm applying for my hundred t-shirt in about five weeks time so i'm gonna i'm gonna say i've promoted them on the podcast and i <laughs> want it for, can I, free.
1: Can I have it for free there we go if you get a free t-shirt i'll be but then i'm happy
4: you don't get the t-shirt you have to send your milestone t-shirt uh, off got you got you got yeah.
1: you got you well if you if you get some free printing i will also be
4: happy Okay, thanks. Um, anyway. And then, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. while while I was barcode scanning, Andy went and did his cool down, and then it was purple sign pictures, purple sign was there, we knew it was going to be there, after withdrawal symptoms from last week, not having one, we were delighted to see it, we took all the pictures, all four of us together, uh, me and Marco with it, Em and Marco with it, me, Emma and Marco with it, and, uh, and Marco, I mean, bless him, he... he did something to try and annoy me, but I actually found it hilarious. He, he was taking pictures of me and M, but he was purposely getting us half out the picture and up and and like the purpose of not in the picture. It was I found it hilarious to be honest. And I, I'll only accept it from him or others from the Fartlet family.
1: <laughs> As, Who anybody are
4: anybody? I wouldn't take it from And ribbed for it. Yeah. um but yeah, no, Purple Sign was good. And then it was a quick wander over the bridge and I can't remember the name of the cafe. Come on. Come on.
6: Something lounge. Yeah. yeah. No,
4: no, ga-
6: ga- sp- Gatto gato Lounge. Gato. I like Gato. It's it's a bit of a change. Mm. We've got one here called Falco Lounge. This was Gatto Lounge. actually yeah. yeah. Gato? So. But not Gat not spelt like Gato, spelt like G-A-T-T-O. No, so. like like someone whose like nickname is Gatto,
1: like his name might be Gattington. Oh, look, there my goes Gatto. Uh,
4: I don't know. Yeah, I've gone off. Yeah. I've
1: gone off on my tangents, haven't I? Can we get back yeah. to
6: breakfast?
4: Breakfast. Oh, no. Tell him about breakfast.
6: Uh, it was really nice, but the service was super slow, wasn't it?
4: Bloody slow. Really slow. <gasps> Bloody hell, Gatto. No, we. No, you go in and you have to order on an app. And I mean there's probably only about twenty tables in the whole place and they were half full when we got in there. We ordered the coffees and they came within like two minutes, but the actual breakfast itself took flipping ages. Um but it was worth it, full English, double everything, bacon, sausage, black pudding, beans, um, mayonnaise. They had mayonnaise, so mayonnaise went on. Absolute winning with mayonnaise. Um what did Mark Marco had something funny, didn't he? It was like, isn't
6: it called something like shakshuka?
4: I don't know
6: when it's all like tomatoey and then it's got poached eggs in
4: and oh. and and crispy chickpeas. I think mm. it had in it as well. And yeah, but the, the rest of us had regular breakfasts of like bacon mm. and egg sandwiches and full English. And uh, did did
1: Emma? Did you get a normal sized breakfast this week so as to not be disappointed?
6: Uh, no, I had breakfast sandwich. It was, uh, yeah, it was it was on a brioche bun. It had uh, avocado in it. It was, it was very, uh, yeah, very bougie. It was very nice. bougie, very bougie, <laughs> and, and prevented you from having
1: pictures taken looking very jealous of Ben's.
4: <laughs> <laughs> My food didn't hang around for very long, it was going straight down.
0: <laughs> it was very, very, very
4: good. good. Andy and Ali uh, had to had to dash and then me Emma and Marco had a little walk into the centre but Marco was off to what did he say he was doing he wanted to take something back for his kid so he said he promised that he'd take something home for her um, so yeah we wandered off and drove back to Barry there you
1: go to finish off your weekend awesome stuff definitely mm-hmm. sounds like it's well worth a visit me down that way um, awesome and where are we next week
4: we know where, or is that a surprise where oh no we we're, we're going to the new one there's a new one in uh, Buxton. um yes. pavilion gardens and we we knew it, we knew about it starting before it started but we didn't need we didn't need ones twos or threes for any fibonaccis now um Emily needs one and we go into that one in a few weeks time so so we messaged McPauley. Uh, our, our fellow fibonacci hunter and we asked him when he was going down and he is going down this weekend so we are going to join mcpaul and create McBemer. McBema. McBema. that's possibly one of the best
1: ones so far i think i think Mc, so Mc, mcbemma is pretty Be awesome now.
4: I'm sorry, yeah, me and Em were shouting at each other, not shouting, but talking last night about what we can call ourselves going with McPaul and uh <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you to get me head out the fact that you said shouted. No, I, The idea that you had a massive argument i a really heated
6: debate about what to call no. yourself a ball. <laughs> It he not actually a debate, but apparently in Ben's head it, it was. Uh,
4: <laughs> Listen, I'm in the kitchen cooking and the TV's on and I've got pans going and Emma sat on sofa like whispering at me. I'm like, speak up, speak up. So I <laughs> <keep> up. <laughs> and I'm 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 partially deaf, so I'm like louder, louder. So
6: we are in his 30s and making it sound like we're in his 90s. right
4: was range. about to say M-Bama, No. McBemmer! No! <laughs>
1: McBemmer! He's
4: <laughs> both saying the same thing. <laughs> I can't remember the others. We just settled for McBemmer. That yeah, was I it.
1: Think, I don't think there would be... What What, what else would it be? B- Paul... Paul Bemmer? Uh, Paul
4: Bemmer. Bemmer Road to London? Bemmer Road... Bemall? Bemall? Bem, Mc, Bem McBemmer. Bitter. McBemmer. Look, them is the
1: best one. Um, Very good. So that's exciting. Thanks. And just just to circle around before we move on to roll call, 17th of December, Ben's mm-hmm. 100th location. We're in the middle of the country. We're in Manchester. We're going to Eaton yep. Park. Lovely park. I've been there for a run through event before, although never for the park run. Um, big old park. Loads to do. Bring the kids. We're bringing ours. Um, Come along. We'll have some fun. We'll have some breakfast. We'll do some park running.
4: Yep would love to see as many of you there as possible but obviously close to christmas traveling blah 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 i totally understand but uh if anybody makes it you'll be you'll be greatly accepted and appreciated
1: there we go good plug uh right then we need to get over
4: to roll call
1: guys however we've not got Matt here so i don't want to break the awesome foursome up so i've got a, a sneaky suggestion how about we upgrade a tiny dancer to uh, my good lady wife. Uh, she's she's next to me now. Should we uh, should we do a roll call but get Sammy involved?
4: Ah yeah, let's have Sammy.
3: Yay, get Sammy in. All right, partner. <laughs>
1: We're not starting again. <laughs> what was that?
4: <laughs> what was that? I don't know. That was awful. Still still better than Matt. So that, well, you know, do
1: you want one more go?
3: Try it. Oh, I think what I go did. Come on, do, do you need
1: me to tee you up?
3: No, what I did was I think I did an impression of Matt instead of actually doing it. Mm, no,
1: you can't blame your incompetence <laughs> on just trying to be Matt, um, even though he is ultimately incompetent. Should I tee you up? Would that help?
3: <clears throat> yes. Okay.
1: Okay. Hit me with a roll call, Sammy.
3: All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling,
1: rolling. No, just oh, shut oh. the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was awful. Oh, oh. Um, Sammy, how are we doing? You all right?
3: Yes, I'm good, thank you. How's everyone else doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, good.
1: <laughs> We're all a little bit disappointed in you, to be honest. I oh, I'm
3: a bit disappointed in myself. <laughs>
1: You're going to help us with a roll call? I am, yes. Uh, would you like to go first, Sammy?
3: <laughs> yes, I have one from Running Birdie. You are all amazing, and an extra big shout out to all the organisers and cheer squad. I'm assuming that's for the Alton Towers weekender.
4: It is. Thank you, Amy. Ben. What else we got? Um, I'm gonna go for Wayne. Dot running. He's changed his Instagram name. Um, he's he's put two in. He wants to shout out the cheer squad from Alton Towers um i think this is the theme of all these roll calls uh the cheer squad from alton towers the immense support all weekend from everyone uh not just the fartlek family and also a personalized one to you and matty for taking a minute mid-run with him whatever yeah. that was what did he do uh, mid-run Minute
1: silence yeah so you know you know what it was um it, it was it was probably the one of the best things that's ever happened to me in, in a race, we the the organizers did a minute silence before eleven o'clock because the the half marathon started at ten. And um there was probably five thousand people observing this minute silence and it, it wasn't organized very well to be honest. The people were talking for the first ten, fifteen seconds and some people didn't know what was going on and it wasn't eleven o'clock and it was it was a bit it it was a little bit disappointing to be honest and, and and I mean that with all the love I have for run through, um it wasn't their fault it just didn't come together very well, um and to say that was five thousand people there observing it. Wayne then said to us because Wayne it, it serves at the moment he serves his country he's a serviceman, uh, active and he um he asked him at eleven o'clock, and he, he this was mid run it was about five to eleven while we were running he said he was going to stop. He was going to observe a minute's silence on his own, and um, and then he was going. He had, he had a shot of whiskey with him uh, to drink, and uh, he asked if Matt and I would 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 like to join him, but he didn't mind if we didn't. And of of course we did. So we stopped just before eleven o'clock, and um, and it was just it was one of those really humbling moments. I think as um people who don't have family who've served haven't served our countries ourselves you can you can show respect and you can you you can kind of appreciate what people do but when you actually see somebody like Wayne having that kind of moment of reflection and I'm sure he's lost people in the line of duty as well and that, that he knows and that he's close to and seeing what that meant to him was I'm getting a bit emotional talking about it. it's really really important to me yeah um, and yeah, it was, it was just awesome, and I was just really happy. He, um, he gave us the opportunity to do that with him. So yeah, no, I think the um, the roll call shout. out needs to go to Wayne, uh, not us two for everything he and um, and his fellow service men and women do for the country. So
6: yeah, good
4: one. Absolutely. Oh,
6: well done, guys. That's lovely. Go um, on, Ed, you go next because I'm I'm full of fucking tears. You're starting me off now. we going to go on to uh, Rob Corns. Rob Corns runs. Who has become a dad this week? <laughs> Baby girl was born. Is it Evie? Erin. 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 Anyway, he wants to shout out Andy Bradley, who got a Knowsley pattern course PB and finished fourth to boot, um, which for Andy Bradley is... Uh, he is obsessed with his uh, PBs at part run, so.
4: I, I finished fourth at Nolesley once, but we won't talk about that.
6: Oh, he's he, not even
1: being an original, Andy Bradley. Um, no, amazing. And nice, nice to have one in there that um, uh, I think that is not Alton Towers related as well. So thanks for submitting that, Rob. Well done to Andy. And a huge, huge um, congratulations to you and to Nick on behalf of everyone in the Lake family. Uh, on the birth of your beautiful baby daughter, um, a, a, a newest, a newest mini fart lecker to join the gang. Um, uh, Doug has just put boom, orange carrot, heart.
4: I think, <laughs> I think we know what that means.
1: I think we know. We certainly know what that means. Um, just on a side note, Doug Witness MVP of the weekend. That man is an enigma wrapped in a riddle, and I love him very, very much. And I hope he knows that. <laughs> so. He goes, he goes from being this stoic. Almost like reserved, quite reflective. Almost like uncle of the group that just kind of like is is there, like in the background, and he shepherds people along, and he's always there with a kind word, just just a nice bloke. But then he, he has a drink, and the man's an animal. He's like an advent calendar. He just he pulls things out of pockets. And he had a he had a personal speaker on him. He brought a height chart that had Paul <laughs> Lock and Kyler's faces cut out of it. He had. We have a personalised t shirt again with boom orange carrot on it. Duck Witness is just my hero, and that's the end of that statement. <laughs> Sabi, who's
3: next? Uh we've got Adam Brownie runs and everyone that represented the farlet family at Alton Towers, you all smashed it. Thanks for very Boom orange carrot. orange carrot. Boom
1: Orange Carrot, yeah. Hopefully we'll see you Not
4: soon you, at an event, Adam. Uh Ben. Um, oh, Pete Marshall, he's he's gone a bit hectic. here Shall I do all of these?
1: Yeah, hit, hit us with all of them, mate.
4: Oh Christ! Right, okay. So I'll go with Matty, Rob, and Wayne for running the half and raising pounds, pounds, pounds for the kids. Um, a shout out individually to both you and Matty for organising the best weekend ever. Uh, an alternate shout out to everyone in what the fart like as well. Sorry, not sorry. Um and finally a shout out to Nadine who absolutely smashed the 5k and finished third female. Oh, oh. a
6: shout out to himself. For
1: running <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll 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 not talk about that controversial subject, shall we? We'll move on. Emma, what did Jack Penfold achieve this weekend?
6: Oh well, Jack, being Jack. He's shouting out himself for not crashing Papa Penfold's car, and also for surviving Paul Griffiths' endless shots.
1: Yeah, which Paul Griffiths unfortunately didn't survive, by the looks of things, on the Sunday. Um, and then Paul himself has just shouted out the dean again. He's shouted out the cheer squad um and has just put lots of boom orange carrot emojis so uh paul i'll be honest i don't feel like you deserve any praise for this weekend for the absolute tangle that you were in on sunday <laughs> so um yeah just 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 yeah a lesson learned paul griffiths i think we shall say um uh, mm. but we still love you uh, sammy there's one sent from simon i think isn't there
3: there is yeah it's um simon and it's I'd like to shout out everybody who who came for being bloody awesome this weekend. Rob, Matt and Wayne for running both days and the last minute fundraising. They manage and myself for smashing out a quicker 10k than I thought I was capable of at the moment. Well done.
1: Amazing stuff. And then, Ben, I'm going to have to come to you for this last one because it's parkrun run themed. We uh, we missed one last week, didn't we? It came in after the deadline. Um, and I hate it when we do that. So can we circle back round uh, just just the, the belated, with our humble apologies, uh, last roll call for this week?
4: Rewind, rewind, rewind to last week. Um, and this one came in from Chris underscore Cousins. And he is shouting out himself for, and rightly so, for completing his 100th park run. <laughs> if I didn't have my phone in my hand, I'd be able to clap properly.
1: Very, very good job. Well done, Chris. And sorry it's late, mate. Uh, hopefully it'll be 101 in the bag by now. Um, but uh, but huge congratulations nonetheless. Um, and I think that, guys, is pretty much the roll call, except for just to summarise, as ever, by saying a huge, huge thank you to everybody in our like family, not just the people who are at Alton Towers, not just the people who went to Ben and Emma's mini-meet-up at Parkrun down in South Wales. Just whether you are a big part of it, in terms of coming to lots of events and being super involved in the chats and on the social medias or whether you're kind of more on the fringes and you just like to get involved here and there or you just listen to the podcast give us a share every now and then you are all huge huge parts of our Like family and we are all very very happy um that you are part of it and that you continue to support and help us grow um our community and our podcast so thank you so so much and uh, you are uh, our heroes this week as part of our roll call is that everything samantha Yes. Everything better, Emma. Yep. Yep. We happy. Right then. I think we. Yeah. You nodding? Yeah, nodding on an audio-only podcast. Yeah. You are just the female <laughs> Matt, aren't you? Oh,
4: we're we're nodding too.
1: <laughs> I don't know why you're here. Um. Right. Uh. We need to say some thank yous. Who's doing thank yous this week? I I don't want Sammy to do it. I'll just go on record to say it. Every right. one of you, please do it, because that will be a car crash.
4: Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I tend to do it most weeks anyway. Um, right, so shout out to our guest this week, Mr. Mike Seaman, uh, for coming on and talking all things event-based and his challenges and 100-milers, et cetera. Um, shout out to Graham Lindley for his super awesome theme music. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to the newsletter guys. Come on, Ben, remember these. So we've got Paul McWhirter, Nick Finney, Jamie Denham and Claire Forsyth. Um, and then we're going to shout out jp for organizing the guests uh we're going to shout out jack penfold for being on standby to do anything we need him to do um we're going to shout out sammy joe and luke we're not in the background but also an extra shout out for sammy for coming on and helping this week Uh, sammy Sammy needs to stay in the background um, shout out to you Rob For what you do um, Shout out to Matty For not being here It's always nicer without him yep. um, Shout out to Emma for, for joining me And making my park run days So much better um, uh, Shout out to me For being me Yeah.
1: Shout, shout out for you For just making my night A lot more uncomfortable Because Sammy's now looking at me Like you didn't say
4: that about me ha, <laughs> <laughs> Yes Go and cook us some dinner. Um and shout out to Statman John as well. Yeah. He's having a hard time at the minute, Statman
1: John, isn't he? He needs all the he needs all the love he can get.
4: And he's trying it with them, but he's not getting any response, I hope. No. No. So, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> have I missed anyone? I don't no, know mate. No, mate.
1: Perfectly, perfectly capable there. Um before we get on to Emma's very competent where you can find us, do you guys want to hear us on the show next week?
4: We do. Yeah.
1: Ooh. So uh, you guys were in Wales this week, weren't you? We were. We've talked about it a lot. So we're gonna we're gonna keep that Welsh theme going. We are talking to a man who has run some absolutely mind-boggling challenges over the years. An endurance athlete of the highest caliber. We're chatting to Mr. Reese Jenkins.
4: Ah, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. If you don't know about Rhys, you certainly will by the end of it. Really good chat. Really good dude. Um, raised loads of money for charity He's done some incredible challenges uh, Including running from Boston In Massachusetts To Austin in Texas With his mates Incredible Like we, we, we focus a lot of the conversation on that Because I'm just really intrigued to how The fuck it happened, if I'm completely honest um, I'm swearing a lot this week uh, But yeah, it, great chat Great dude, um, really looking forward to sharing it um, And that's what's happening next week Emma where can people find us if you want to give us a follow get involved be a part of the Like family get in touch all that good stuff
6: uh so we are on instagram facebook twitter youtube and tiktok uh we have a website uh, whatthefatlike.com. we have an email whatthefatlikepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com and i'm losing my train of thought today if you want to listen to us we're on spotify apple music google music if you're weird um or Laura yeah get, get in touch
1: on any of the above mm. and please do please do we, we had a couple of emails in the last couple of weeks from people it's really nice to read them it's weird how you talk about emails like they're kind of like old technology now but oh, it's, it's like nice that. Mm. <laughs> it's, like, it's like getting an old, an old retro, something retro <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, I'd love a fax. I don't have a fax machine, so it's absolutely impossible, but I love a fax or a telegram. Someone send me a telegram just to make me feel good about myself. Postcard.
6: postcard.
1: A post. Oh, a postcard. Yeah, we can have what the fuck like postcards. Right. Um, what else do I need to talk about? Uh, National Running Show is in January. Mike Seaman was our guest today. Uh, you have until the 21st of November That's coming very soon. That's Tuesday to get your free ticket using the code FARTLEC. So head over to nationalrunningshow.com. And when you purchase your tickets, use the code FARTLEC to get a hundred percent discount. Pick up your free tickets by doing that. Um, Monday, 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 Monday. That's all you've got. So uh, get that done. We do have some FARTLEC family uh, heading over to the National Running Show this year as well. So there might even be a little mini meetup happening. Um, We've also, we're also releasing our. Uh, community calendar for 2023. We've got meetups at rasselbock at Sherwood Pines. We're going to be in Manchester and London in the spring for some marathon fun. We are in the process of nailing down a date for our annual what the fart like family weekend are including charity football game which is going to be even bigger and better than last year we have autumn marathons at yorkshire uh, to contend with as well as uh the come on rob don't lose it you was nearly there as well as the alton towers 10k are happening again and also in the pipeline ben and emma we have lots of fart lucky park runny fun coming up with leagues and cups and challenges and hopefully some meetups and all that good stuff along the way don't we so it's going to be a massive 2023 for the podcast and the family
4: par on cup is starting soon
1: right then um well i think we navigated that really well ever since sammy stopped talking so (laughs) um sammy do you have any wise words that you'd like to see us out with
3: boom orange (laughs) carrot
4: <laughs> I've got some. Go on, Ben. Uh, where can they find you, Rob? If... Ah, yes, that's what you were supposed to say, Sammy.
3: Well, uh, yeah,
6: OK.
4: At Sorry. Little Runner Boy Rob, Ben, where can they find you, mate? Uh, I'm at Sheffield underscore Strider, and you, am at EmmaJJ85.
6: What about you, Sammy? If you are desperate to follow me, I probably think not. <laughs> so... <laughs>
3: it's uh sam runs underscore Hitchmo, i think
1: it's not
4: it's, no, it's sam not underscore runs just underscore
3: shows Hitchmo. how much i've been on instagram for a while but yeah i'll
4: give Hitchmo. you a follow <laughs> honestly
1: you you did so well on the women's week episodes I know. what's happened I don't
6: know. It's you, Rob. you're putting her off i know yeah i know
1: you want to replace me not join me don't you <laughs> You're after the host chair. You don't want to be a co-host.
4: I'm not, I'm not getting involved in this one.
1: Not getting involved. Let's just finish. Uh, particularly relevant at this point, guys, is to say, as always, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Um, don't forget, it is so, so important. Be excellent to each other. Be kind or, yeah, you know what to do. Uh, and we will see you next week for another action-packed episode of the What The Fart Like podcast. Say goodbye, Ben. Goodbye, Ben. Say goodbye Emma Bye Say goodbye Sammy
3: Goodbye Sammy
1: Boom Orange carrot
4: Not your carrot